I love, I know you do. I, I, I love Shelly and I and Erlene was sitting in the living room a few nights ago talking and, and uh, she'd been to, to see a counselor and they were talking about, you know, all the stuff and the things of her past and what, and she said, well, let me just tell you, I believe in deliverance. Well, why do you believe in deliverance? Because I got a God that delivered me. They don't know how to handle all that. They, they think you got to go through this step and that step and, you know, all their programs are good, but thank God for deliverance. There's miracles in deliverance, amen? And then there's miracles in healing. Anybody ever been healed by the power of God? Wow. Miracles in healing. When the doctor shakes his head and says, no, I can't do anything else, Dr. Jesus can. When they say there is no hope, there is hope. I want to tell you that he has the last say, and he's a miracle worker. Amen. Praise God. So tonight, we're going to talk about miracles again. We're talking about miracles happen. Do you believe? Does anybody believe? I really believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. I believe that, that they come from God. Amen. So we're going to talk this evening just for a little while on the miracles of protection, miracles of protection, and uh, let me, let me just let me just lay it out for you as quickly as possible here. Anybody here ever bargain with God, saying, "Oh God, if you if you just hear me, and if you anybody ever been stopped by a cop, you just said under your breath, oh God, if you'll just save me from this ticket, I'll never speed again.' You ever bargain with God?" Oh, Lord, if, you know, I, I used to do that when I was, especially when I was a kid. Lord, if you just won't let Mama find out, I won't ever do it again. You know, my mom was, uh, she was, I thought she was God. She she used to quote me that scripture all the time, and, uh, that be sure your sins will find you out. And they, somehow they knew everything and everything was going on about me. But, uh, you know, Lord, if you'll just help me, I'll serve you forever. If you'll help me pass this test, Lord. I'll 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 live right the rest of my life. You help me make this grade in college. Come on now, you know I'm right. I'll I'll do this, I'll do that. But let me tell you what God does. He protects us. He is the protector. Psalms 37 and 39 in the New Living uh, Testament said this: The Lord rescues the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. He's their fortress. I got to looking up scriptures today about God protecting people. One of the greatest one of the greatest scriptures came to my mind when it said, "The name of the Lord is a strong tower, for the righteous run into it and are safe." You can find safety and protection in the name of the Lord. That's why I never will forget Brother Todd Oglethorpe, who passed and left this world just a few weeks ago, used to tell me a story, and I remember it well, him coming right down the interstate, and somehow truck went out of control. He had a, uh, had a wreck coming down the interstate, and, and he said, I remember, I remember my car or my truck starting to flip. He said, I remember that, but here's what I remember. He said, I remember saying, Jesus, and suddenly all the cars that would have hit it, all the things that 
would have hit, it all turned out good. And, and when the truck landed, I think it was landing on all four wheels, and it flipped several times, and he walked out of there with hardly a scratch on him. The name of the Lord is a strong tower for the righteous run into it and are safe. Now, let me tell you what I believe. I believe God loves everybody. I believe God, you know, I, I, I often am amused. I really am. Because if you ever ever watch an NFL game or an NBA game and you see them, you see them uh, interviewing the players, they, they you know I want to give God I want to give God praise and and that's good. I'm glad you're giving God praise. But they make it look like God loves them, didn't love the other team. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, let me show you how this works. See, I, I don't have as much faith. Some folks because. Not long ago, this lady right here said, I'm going to win a car tonight. I said, now, Shelly, I didn't want her to have a big letdown. I said, now, Shelly, you know, every, she said, I prayed. God's going to give me that car tonight. She was going to church to win a car. And, and, and when, she, when she got up that day, I said, where, you go, where are you going today? What are you doing? She said, I'm going to win a car. I said, okay. I just smiled, laughed a little bit. She said, oh, no, I, I really am. I prayed about that car. I said, Shelly, how many more people you think prayed about that car? She said, I don't know, but I found favor with God, and I'm going to win that car. At about 8 o'clock that night, my phone rang. She had the car. Now, that's faith, and that's favor. Everybody say favor. You know, we did this one time in this church. We kind of we did this because we talked about the favor of God. And I do believe that God loves everybody, but I believe he especially loves his children. I believe he especially protects people that are living right and living for him. That's why we call our kids to the front of this building at the start of a school year and we pray protection over them because we believe that God is a protector of those who serve him and love him and we have a right to ask him for protection in our lives. Amen? The Lord rescues who? The Lord rescues the godly. Everybody say the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. You can run to Him. He is our pavilion. He is our shield. He is our buckler. I'm, I'm giving you Scripture tonight. He is those things to people who fear Him and love Him. You see, I want you to understand something about your life. The Bible said it rains upon the just and the unjust. Everybody, if you can't say amen, just give me a good nod. That'll work. It rains on the just. That means good things and bad things happen to everybody. Just because you got the Holy Ghost don't mean you're not going to get the flu. Just because you got the Holy Ghost don't mean you'll never have a flat tire on your car. Everybody say amen. Because some people think when you get God, all your troubles vanish. No, you just get something, somebody to stand with you and for you during your trouble. Amen. So everything doesn't change in that manner. It just gives us faith and somebody to lean upon. So here, here's what you've got to understand, and this is in your notes. Long before you face a problem, God already has a plan in your life. Long before you get there, God already knows what you're going through. 
He knew what you were going to go through. That's why he tried to prepare you with faith on a Sunday morning by a man of God that preached to you, is there anything too hard for the Lord? He wanted you to understand and be ready for his plan. Well, amen. So long before there's a problem, God already has a plan. I love the scripture in Jeremiah that said, I, I know my plan for you. I believe that God has plans for every member of this church, for every child of God in this earth. As a matter of fact, he knows where you are now. He knows where you've been. And here's the great part. He knows where you're going. And he will place his hand upon your life. Let me tell you, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the protecting hand of God. Does anybody believe that God has taken care of you and, and the miracle? Let me, i got to tell you a story. Many years ago, when I was pastoring down in Sandy Lake, I, uh, I, a friend of mine uh, was a metal, he, he put up metal buildings, and, and he worked on metal roofs, and, and he he done things like that. So he asked me, he said, you want to go to work with me? And, and of course, I was young and could crawl up on a roof, and, you know, and so I did. I, I went to work with him a few days. Well, he called me one morning. His name is Tommy Mason. He's still alive. You can call him and verify the story. But he called me one morning. He said, hey, preacher. He said, you got to know Tommy Mason, first of all. Tommy Mason, I won to the Lord by squirrel hunting with him. I know that don't meet the criteria, but that really was true. First time I ever went with him, he smoked enough cigarettes for me and him both. Cussed like a sailor, and I just kept hunting with him and kept loving on him. And, and uh, he, he, he didn't, he didn't want to come to church. His mom and daddy was in the church. It wasn't long before I prayed Tommy through the Holy Ghost, and he became the guitar player in the church. So, But, but here's, here's what happened. Here's what happened. He called me and said, Hey, preacher, he said, you want to go to work with me today? And I said, Tommy, I can't. i got to go to the hospital today. i got some things I have to do. I'd love to go with you. He was putting the roof on Winsboro Hospital right down the road. And uh, he, he was putting the roof on that hospital. And I didn't go. He said, well, I'll find somebody else. And just a few hours later, I got a phone call. Now, I want you to understand something. God didn't love me any more than he loved anybody else. He doesn't love me any more than he loves you, but he's got a plan for your life. And that gentleman that he got to go to work with him that morning was on that roof, and the drill shorted out in his hand, and he fell off that roof, and it killed him. He died where I should have been. Now, you believe what you want to, but I believe God put his hand on ODG. And I believe God said, i got to spare you. i got to have you. He had a plan for my life. I'm sorry the other man died, but I sure am thankful I didn't die. Now, you, you, the reason I'm saying all this is to tell you that God has a plan for you. Long before there was rain that flooded the earth, God planned Noah on a boat. Long before Jonah was thrown overboard, God had a whale ready to swallow him up. Amen. Before the Israelites cornered uh, by e e Egyptian army, God had a plan to get them across the Red Sea. 
He's always got a plan in your life because He is the protector of the godly and the righteous and He loves His church and He loves His people. Let me tell you something today. We do have privileges because we are the children of God. And when we talk about the miracles of protection, I believe God can take a steering wheel and turn it at an instant. I believe God can put the brakes on when you don't have sense to do it. I believe God... Oh, come on now. There's miracles that God works. Before there before there was bad news of health or before there was a lost job or before you came brokenhearted over a relationship, God knew where you were and He had a plan for you. Anybody believe me? There's miracles in our lives and they're every day. There's often miracles that we don't see. You see, God is the God who has the power to miraculously save and miraculously protect. He can commission angels if he so chooses. He Look, what do you think was in the lion's den? It, it was, you, you, go read the story. When they threw Daniel in the den of lions and those old hungry lions were all around and the king came looked over in there. He said, did, did, this is Daniel? This is the guy that prays? Oh, yeah, that's him, king. Well, we'll take care of him. No, you won't. Because God locked up the lion's mouth, and they weren't able to take Daniel's life. It's a miraculous protection. And furthermore, in the same time, in the same era, there were three guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that was thrown in a furnace. And the king said, turn that up seven times, hotter than it's ever been. And they turned it up. It was so hot that when the guards looked over in it, it killed them. Go read the Bible. But the king came, got a look. He said, did, how many did we throw in? Didn't we throw three gentlemen in here? I see I see a fourth. And, and it looks like the Son of God. I, I, I see the fourth. There's a fourth man that showed up. It's because the miraculous protection of the Almighty God. Let me tell you something today. And I, I don't know what you believe. I believe God loves people. And I believe when people pray, God answers. But I believe He especially takes care of the church of the living God. Because we are those that have been blood-bought. We are baptized in His name. We are His body and we are His bride. And when we get in a place where we don't know what to do, God knows what to do. And when we can't help ourselves, God knows how to help us. I tell you, if He'll go to a lion's den... If he'll go to a fiery furnace, he'll come down in my house or in my car or on the highway or on your job. He'll be wherever you need him to be. He is a God that miraculously protects his people. You know what the Bible said? The angels, say this with me, the angels of the Lord encamp. The word really is encampeth. That means to continue to camp around about them that fear him. You know what that means? God's got angels around people that fear him. That's why it pays to fear God. That's why it pays to live right. That's why it pays to do the right thing. Because God can put angels of protection around you. There have been times that some of us should have been dead. Some of us shouldn't have been here. There's been car wrecks and sicknesses and, and dilemmas and, you know, uh, storms, literal storms. 
things come through and, 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 and here we are. But remember, it's not by accident because the God of miracles says, I can bounce that storm right over your house. I can take that wind and cause it to go another direction. The God of miracles, the God of protection, the God, look, it pays to serve God. Does anybody hear me this evening? It pays to serve God. It pays to be in tune with God. You know, there's a, there's a great story, a great story found in Acts chapter 16. It's a story that we had a drama about. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's a story of a, of a young lady that was possessed. And, and she, was, uh, she was making her owners a lot of money because she could tell the future and she was possessed with demons, and she got to following Paul and Silas around and and mocking them in their earthly ministry. And, you know, I mean, how, how would you feel everywhere you go, there's a little whiny voice behind you saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God. Mocking, laughing. And finally, I'll just use Paul tonight. Paul and Silas were both there. But Paul turned around and said, I, you know, he said, I, I've had enough of this. So he rebuked that spirit, and it came out of that girl. Amen? And the owners got mad. I mean, they just lost their cash cow. You know what I mean? They were making some money with this old girl. But, but they caused a riot in the city. They caused the crowd to become upset with Paul and Silas because Paul has rebuked the demon out of that girl. And now she's, she's no good to them anymore. So if you, you find it in Acts chapter 16, verse 22, the Bible said the crowd, and I'm, I'm reading not from the King James. I believe it's the New Living Translation. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. And after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Now, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. You say, how in the name of God can the Lord let that happen to Paul when he's preaching the gospel? He got thrown in jail because he delivered a girl from a, a de demonic spirit. And now he's being flogged, beaten with rods, and thrown in a jail because he's doing the right thing. Somebody said, that's not fair. Really? Well, let's talk about that for just a moment. Paul, Paul was a Roman citizen. He was, he was really politically exempt from punishment. And, and, and you know, he, he was going through something here that he didn't ask for. Have you ever seen something happen to somebody that they blamed God? Maybe you hadn't sat where I've sat. But I see people all the time. Well, I, you know what? They get mad at God because some loved one died or some disease comes or some tragedy takes place. Let me tell you something. There's been good, godly, Holy Ghost-filled people that have lost loved ones to tragedy, that have lost and had things in their life 
that nobody can answer. Why? But remember what I said. Before your problem came, God had a plan. Watch the story of the Apostle Paul and Silas. They beat them. They strip them. They throw them in, in prison. They're there in the inner prison, the Scriptures say. And, 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 you know, there may be people here tonight, you may not have been stripped of your clothes, but you may have been stripped of your dignity and stripped of your hope and stripped of your faith and stripped of your love and stripped of your trust and stripped of your forgiveness and stripped of a lot of things. And the devil may have done a number on you. You may not have been beaten with rods, but you may be here tonight and you've been beaten with words and you've been beaten with doubts and you've been beaten with fear and you've been beaten with discouragement. And you're saying, where is God? All I'm trying to do is serve God. If you'll notice the story of the apostles, Apostle Paul, when they thrown him in the inner prison. Now you got to stay with me here because he didn't. He didn't feel like praising. He didn't feel like worshiping. He didn't feel like giving God credit and giving God glory. But he did what he knew he ought to do. Did God protect him from the beating? No. Did God protect him from being stripped? No. Did God protect him from the shame? No. Was he a child of God? Yes. But I want you to see what he chose to do. You know, here's what we do. Here's, here's our attitude. Well, if that's going to happen to me, I, I'll just quit going to church. I'm not joining a connect group. I'm not singing on the platform. I'm not ushering another day. I'll never pick up my Bible again. I'll start listening to some other kind of music besides gospel music. I'll just show God, you better be careful. You better be careful because he had a plan before you had a problem. You better be careful. You don't want to get on the bad side of God. And God, what God was doing with the Apostle Paul was he put him in that jailhouse. He let him go to that jailhouse. He's got his hand on your life. But at midnight, somebody say midnight. It was the darkest hour of the night at midnight. Oh, Paul and Silas, I don't know. I've tried to imagine it so many times in my, in my feeble mind how it went. But one of them must have looked at the other and said, you know what we ought to do? We ought to just give God praise and sing a little bit. I don't know what they sang. I wish I did because if it would bring an earthquake like it did then, I'd sing it tonight. But Paul and Silas, the Bible said, they began to praise God. And they began to sing. And they began to give God praise glory at midnight at the darkest hour of the night in the inner prison did god protect them no but they still worshiped him anyway i'm here to tell you and i've heard him say it the last wednesday night or so we don't worship god and i've said it a million times and i've said it once we don't worship god for what he's done we worship god for who he is we worship him because he's god he's bigger than my situation he's bigger than my problem he's bigger than my circumstance I'm worshiping God because He's God. And if they still beat me, so what? He's still God. If I'm in inner prison, so what? He's still God. If I'm crippled up, He's still God. If my bank account's dry, He's still God. If I'm going through a trouble or trial, He's still God. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can't quit. Quit being a baby. Boy, it just, it just hit me what somebody told me the other day, T.D. Jake said. He said he's tired of giving folks the bottle. 
you got to get off the milk and get on the word. He said, it's bad when you got to part a guy's mustache to give him a bottle. Get off that. Look here. How many times have you heard me say this in this pulpit? You can't let circumstances dictate your walk with God. You can't let your bank account decide whether you're going to serve God or not. You can't let an ache or a pain in your body. You can't, you can't let a brother or a sister decide whether you're going to be here living for God or not. Let me tell you, there ain't enough devils in hell to keep me out of this church. There ain't enough people in Monroe, Louisiana to keep me out of this church. You can't do enough to keep me from serving God because I realize how big He is and how great He is and what He's already done for me. And if He never protects me again, He's already done it over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. About midnight, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. They probably thought, man, these guys have lost their ever-loving mind. They're bleeding. They're bloody. They're in stocks and bonds. It's dirty. It's nasty. There's rats. And they're singing. And giving God praise. Would somebody say this word with me? Suddenly. Oh, aren't you glad you're serving a suddenly God? Suddenly. Just like that. In a moment's time. Suddenly. There was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And it, all at once, the, the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. What is a miracle? It's a God that is in heaven that intervenes on earth. And when he intervenes, it's something that man can't do. You don't just get out of an inner prison. You don't just get out of stocks and bonds. And besides that, I love this story. Because when they got to worshiping God, not only did they get delivered, everybody around them got delivered. Do you know that worship is that contagious? When you start praising God, somebody over here is about to feel it. Somebody over here is about to feel it. They're going to feel it in the back and feel it in the risers and feel it in the balcony. When you start praising God, something's about to happen. We're not giving God praise because He's delivered us. We're praising Him because He's still God. Woo! Hallelujah! Oh, you got to hear me tonight. we got too many folks that's waiting on it to happen. Go ahead and praise Him because it's about to happen. Go ahead and give Him praise because it's coming. Say, why did God do all that? Let me show you why God did all that. You know, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says, God devises means that his banished be not expelled. You know what that means? God will go a long way to save you. God will go a long way to get you back to where you ought to be. God will do what it takes to save you. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all, everybody say all. All should come to repentance. And so what God did is he let old Paul and Silas go through a good whipping and leave a few scars on them. But all of a sudden when the earthquake came and the prison doors flew open and the prisoners were all loosed, there was a jailer there that said, Oh, my goodness, I'm about to lose my job and lose my life. He knew that if everybody got loose that he was in trouble. And he looked around, and everybody was free. 
Everybody in the jail was free. And here's old brother Paul. He says, do thyself no harm. Ho, 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 wait, 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 wait. Don't, because the jailer took his own sword out. It was about to take his own life. He said, I might as well do it better than some of them others do it. And he's about to take his own life. And Paul said, do thyself no harm. We're all here. And at the, at the sound of Paul's voice, he stopped the jailer. And the jailer and Miss Jailer and Little Jailer and all the little jailers. I don't know their name. But the Bible said the jailer and all of his house was saved. The jailer in all of his house was saved. You know why God did that? You know why God Paul let Paul and Silas go through that? Because he, he wanted to save a jailer. He wanted to perform a miracle. Let me tell you, he's setting you up tonight. God's setting you up. Let me tell you, when you get to the end of your road, it's not a dead end, honey. It's a setup for God to show up and show out. The miracles of protection are coming. And God's about to make it all okay. Woo! Ha! One, one thing. Listen. Praise God when you see His power. Here's another thing. Praise God when you don't see His power. You listen? Praise God when you see His power. But praise Him when you don't see it. Just keep praising Him. You see, here's what I say, and this is what I believe. Praise is for what God has already done. Worship is because of who He is. We praise Him because of all the, the, the loaves and the fishes and the, and the miracles and the signs and the wonders He's already performed. It's okay. We owe God praise. Amen. David said, let everything that hath breath praise. Praise you, the Lord. But worship, it's, not, it's nothing to do with what God's already done. It's who God is and what God can do. Aren't you glad the Scriptures say that He's no respecter of person? No respecter of person. That means if he'll do it for Abraham, he'll do it for me. If he'll do it for Daniel, he'll do it for you. If he did it for the three Hebrew children, guess what? He'll do it for you. Somebody said amen. Middle of the prison, midnight, praising. God shows up, earthquake. Jailer saved, his wife saved, his kids saved, and the testimony to the town is, you know what happened to that inner prison? Let me tell you, it would have been nothing happened if God had to let Paul and Silas go in there. But he let them suffer a little bit in order to set them up for a miracle of protection. He didn't let them die. Oh, you say, well, boy, that's great. God saved Paul. No, he didn't. Let me tell you how Paul died. He was beheaded. He lost his head over this business. He died like ten other disciples died. John was thrown in boiling oil and wound up surviving, and then they took him to the Isle of Patmos, but the others all died a horrible death. Crucified. Some crucified upside down. You say, well, why would God do all that? Because here's why. And I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm getting to the end, and you've got to hear this statement. Sometimes God's eternal purpose don't align with our temporary plan. Think about that. God's eternal purpose is bigger than your temporary plan. We want everything to be A-OK. -okay. 
nothing go wrong. But sometimes God's purpose is bigger than that. And he's going to let you go through some things. Because they don't, his plan don't always line up with your plan. You know, we, we, we think God is, I've said this so many times, we think God's like a McDonald drive through Just go through, punch the button, tell him what you want. That's not the way it works. Just not the way it works. Because here's what God does, especially to his children. I believe this. I believe he answers every prayer. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he does not give us the things we want. He gives us the things that we need. Aren't you glad that the hand of God... See, there's, there's, more, there's more that God has saved me from in protection than I'll ever know about. Think about that. There's so many things God has saved me from. I could have been and maybe should have been, but God said, oh, no. No, 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 no. And he would draw me back. Keep me out of that. Keep me away from that. Keep me from being involved in that. The protecting hand of God is not always the steering wheel of the car. It's sometimes God just working in your life to protect you from falling and protect you from getting hurt. Protect you. You know, I've heard people say, well, I don't understand God, why God would let this one die and would, would save this one. You, don't, you will never understand God. You know what the prophet said? His ways are high above our ways. His ways are so much higher than I would. You will never understand everything. And I'm not here to answer all your questions. Here's what I'm here to tell you. I'm here to believe that he's God, that he's got all power in heaven and in earth. He can save me. He can heal me. He can protect me. He can deliver me. He can feel me. He will walk with me. I'll tell you what he said. He didn't say he was going to keep you from every situation. He said, if you go through the fire, I'm with you. He said, if you go through, lest he did. He didn't say, if you have to go through the river, I'm going to go the other way. He said, I'm with you. Wherever you go, he said, lo, I will not leave you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. And when you're going through the funeral home to bury a loved one, he's with you. And when you don't understand the hospital doctor, that says he's going to die, he's with you. When you don't understand the sickness or the pain or the situation or the problem, he's with you. And he's protecting you and keeping you and taking care of you. That's the miracles of God's protection. All over the house. So what do we do? We just keep praising. Jesus said, pray after this manner. And in that prayer he said, Pray, lead us not into temptation. In that prayer, he said, deliver us from evil. So we pray for protection. We pray. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your pastors. Pray for your friends. Pray for your family. Pray for your kids. Pray for, pray for government. Pray for presidents and congressmen and senators and governors and city councilmen and mayors you think we ought to pray for all that? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. You've got to pray. You've got to pray for protection. You know what I pray? I pray God protects everything. Now, look, y'all know, I don't, I don't have to tell you this. All you're hearing now on the news is coronavirus. That's all you're hearing right now. My Lord, it's, you know, it's, it's a, today they said it was a pandemic. So, hey, here we are. Here we are. But guess what I believe? 
Guess what I believe? The one I'm preaching about tonight. He's got us. He's got us. We're going to be all right. God's got a plan. Before He's got... Look, he's got a plan. Before you had a purpose, God had a plan. Amen? Before before you knew what was coming, God already knew it. You're just seeing a little bit of what's happening in the last days, and it's just going to get bigger and bigger, and it's all right. But let me tell you, I'd rather hurt in the will of God than live in the comfort outside the will of God. I'd rather be right where God wants me and know that God's got his hand on me. When I get up in the morning, I'm not depending on Donald Trump. I'm not depending on Governor Edwards. I'm not depending on Jamie Mayo or the the. West Monroe Mayor, I'm dependent on Jesus Christ. I'm dependent on the Lord, amen, because He is my protection. He said the name of the Lord is a strong tower where the righteous run into it and are safe. Does anybody here know that your hope is in Jesus? He's got you. Come on now. I said He's got you. When the rain comes, He's got you. When the storm comes, He's got you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to walk with you. He's going to be there. In the midnight hour, God's got us.